Emergency Abba. That's <laughs> all right. They can come through for us with uh, Dancing Queen here on 89.7 The Maverick. It is uh, 10.05. Better late than never when it comes to Al Bat. That is for sure. And we uh, thank him for uh, answering the phone this morning. Good morning, Al. Hey, good morning, Dwayne. Welcome to uh, KMSU. Oh. I hope your stay is long and uh, uh, really fun. You know, it has been so far uh, a little nerve-wracking sitting down in a different uh, different studio and trying to figure out uh, how to make things work here. It's, uh, you know, the amazing thing about KMSU, and, and uh, uh, I hadn't realized it. I, you know, I've listened over the years, but I, I had no idea that uh, most of the folks... Uh, you know they've uh, they got their own CDs and and vinyl and all that yeah. kind of stuff and uh, very very little of it comes out of the computer there so <laughs> that's right and hey uh, boy thanks for uh, I like Paul Simon oh, but I'm particularly fond of uh, you can call me Al <laughs> it has to be one of my favorite songs I imagine so. it is uh, <laughs> and you can call me Dwayne and then we'll be on <laughs> well my uh, someone gave my wife. Uh, a T-shirt that says "I agree with Al," and uh, she wore it once and <laughs> didn't agree with her. I guess so. Oh. That, I don't know what happened to that shirt, but <laughs> I um, I thank everybody for. Uh, I, I'm way behind, so I know I'm going to miss some of your calls and emails, but I will get to them. And the reason I I worked at the Freeborn County Fair all uh, week. I'm a superintendent there, and it eats up the hours. And And we know all about that. Uh, that, That's actually what Karen is doing this week. She's at the Nicollet County Fair. Uh, Both of her boys have... uh, uh, exhibits and the 4-H type things and and other things that are associated with the fair there. So that's actually what she's doing this week. So they're great fun fairs. Yes. I I enjoy it, but it, it boy it just uh, the days shoot by and you say, boy, what did I do? Well, I was at the fair all day talking to people and uh, and uh, it just eats up the time. But uh, I I just apologize for those folks. I will get to your uh, stuff next week. Uh, so I I do have some. There might be an abundance of people from Albert Lee because a lot of people stopped in and mentioned listening to KMSU and asked questions or made comments, so I will mention some of those. I saw a red-tailed hawk this morning when I took the mail down, and it flew overhead just low enough that I could see the prey item it was carrying was a vole, V-O-L-E, and the vole is the potato chip of the prairie. It's a popular food for many animals, owls, foxes, coyotes, uh, hawks everything but humans and and who knows maybe we eat them from time to time too without knowing it I eat a lot of hot dishes you never know they're all really good who knows what they put in there if you go outside today folks you will notice uh, that bird song has diminished and it begins to do so in mid-July each year. There's little need for singing. They've uh, raised their babies. It'd just be a waste of energy. There'll still be some singing, but for the most part, it's pretty quiet out there. But I heard the angry calls of blue jays and crows. And uh, I figured that the presence of a raptor had irritated them. And I heard the shrill and excited killy, killy, killy call of an American kestrel. And I looked up to see this tiny little falcon up there. It's kiting, uh, hovering in place. And suddenly a cooper's hawk was rousted from its hiding place. And the kestrel dove and just, boy, 
attack that larger raptor. It was a cool thing. It was like uh, the Discovery Channel or something out there right in my yard. Uh, yesterday, I'm filling a dumpster. And I, I'm sure a lot of folks have filled a dumpster. They bring in this huge dumpster, and you say, how in the world will I ever fill that thing? And pretty soon you're saying, you know, I think I'm going to need a second dumpster. I got this thing it, it was hot, but not that hot. And I thought of the hottest days in Minnesota history, 114 degrees in July 1917 in Beardsley, and then again in Moorhead in July of 1936. And I cannot imagine that in Minnesota, 114 degrees. Wow. As I walked up and down the driveway, and everybody's going to be seeing these, too. They're large insects. So they'll fly short distances ahead of you, and then they'll land on the ground. And these will be Carolina locusts. And some people call them Carolina grasshoppers because they are a kind of grasshopper. And they make these crackling sounds in flight. And it's, that's called crepitation. And, uh, folks, you can say that about Grandpa. When he sits down, he makes those cracking sounds. You can say he's crepitating. And he'll smile because he probably won't know what you're talking about, but he'll just be happy that he's being included in a conversation because that's the way Grandpas are, speaking as one. These Carolina locusts are grayish-brown color, and it blends well with dry soils. I'm seeing butterflies and dragonflies outside. There are rainbows on wings. Dragonflies and damselflies are fierce predators, and they feed upon mosquitoes, deer flies, black flies, and other flying insects. So they are heroes, superheroes to us. And these two predators operate, they have four wings, and they operate each one of those four wings independently. And that allows for nimble flights. Uh, damselflies are more slender than dragonflies. And at rest, damselflies fold their wings over their bodies, while dragonfly wings are held horizontally like a little plane. Uh, Ken Nelson of Clark's Grove called, and he said, you and Karen talked about a perky pet. Uh, Oriole feeder, and uh, we're not typically much for uh, promoting the name of a product, but it was the only one I could find. And it's a an Oriole feeder where you can take the whole bottle of grape jelly and screw it onto this feeder, and it feeds it out a little bit. And Ken just called to say it really works well, and he got the last one at a big Walmart, he said. so. Uh, Cheryl Intatar said, hi, Al, do we have cranes around here? Could swear I saw one out at the state park. Uh, boy, we sure do, Cheryl. We have sandhill cranes that nest around here. Just lovely, lovely creatures and that's, that sound they make. It used to be the ringtone on my phone was a sandhill crane, and then I switched phone, and that one was no longer available. So now I have music on it. Uh, John from New Alm. Said uh, he, he said what happened was a small fox had a small rabbit, then an eagle came by and took both for a low short flight. Heard it on a Canada radio show, and I heard that too, John. It was uh, as it happens, and yeah, a photographer got great photos of it, and it was this fox had caught a rabbit and was walking along, and all of a sudden this eagle comes down, and decides to take it away. 
Uh, the eagle did end up with it. Uh, John said, I do have a cicada killer wasp. Saw the pile of dirt nest and saw it flying by my parked car. Uh, John also mentions that his sister might start uh, chemo, oral chemo stuff, which will have more side effects. And boy, my thoughts and prayers are with her, John. It, I, I was to a uh, cancer support meeting the other day, and they're talking about immunotherapy, just doing big things down the road. And the doctor that presented it said we'll be seeing great changes in this within maybe five years. And John also said I will get the new fair postage stamps in July or on July 27th. So this is from back away. Uh, Mark Sorensen is from Hollandale had in the the backyard they have a trampoline and young barred owls come and they'll bounce a little bit like one bounce per barred owl and it just goes oh i don't need to do that anymore but he has barred owls on his trampoline i don't know how many people have ever had that (laughs) it's uh, pretty pretty cool that seems very Uh, unique yeah first of all to have a trampoline not a lot of folks have trampolines in their backyard, but uh, then they have a bird kind of bouncing on it. (laughs) And barred owls, he's seeing them during the daytime. So barred owls, and that's B-A-R-R-E-D, and they're the ones that uh, do the who cooks for you, who cooks for you all call. And we do see them uh, during the day. Uh, Bill Howe said that he looked out in his backyard and he said how cool it was to see a cardinal and a bluebird at the same time, with one glimpse out in the yard. Uh, Gail Leverson, uh, uh, she's from Albert Lee, said there's a cardinal fighting with her window. It's been going on forever. What can she do? Uh, I told her, cover the outside of the window, however you like, plastic cling. Uh, Or you can nail cardboard on the window, which is very attractive. Uh, Hang something down, uh, soap the window. They will move to another window if they're really intent on a fight. And again, this cardinal is just seeing its image in the mirror, or in the mirrored image in the window. If you cover the inside of the window, it'll probably uh, enhance that mirrored image. So they're, uh, you know, people call me a bird brain pretty much every day of my life, and I, I say thanks. Uh, you too. Uh, they're, they're really smart birds, but they, they're. Their brain is so different than ours that we can look at a mirror and say, man, there I am, although I look in my mirror and say, Dad, what are you doing here? Uh, birds look in a mirror, and they see another bird, uh, not them, and they'll fight with it. There are some birds, um, uh, crows and ravens and magpies and some of those that figure out that that's, that's them. That's not a real bird. Uh, Brad Hammer said he saw, he said, I'm really late reporting this, but last winter I saw a snowy owl near Vinji, Iowa. And Vinji, Iowa is important to a lot of uh, gourmets around here who like a really good hamburger. We head down to Vinji, Iowa, make a yearly pilgrimage, and it's uh, south of Keister, Minnesota. Uh, Rick Mammel said he had a T. He has a T14 Purple Martin apartment unit, and he said there's been a Cooper's hawk perching overhead, and he learned of it. Uh, disturbing news people reported it to him, so he called Troyers in Pennsylvania, and they're the folks that manufacture this wooden apartment house 
and they also make uh, plastic gourds that uh, purple martins will nest in. He said they were just wonderful. They told him he should put decoys, uh, mount them on the top of that T-14. So uh, fake purple martins. And uh, the theory is that the hawk will grow discouraged with striking the decoys and then move on and let the martins live to fly to Brazil in the coming weeks. And I, I certainly hope so. I hope it works. I haven't talked to Rick since. Uh, someone told me, this uh, This is somebody from Ankato, said someone told me that feeding jelly to Orioles isn't good for them. Is that true? I bet it was not somebody who uh, manages a supermarket. Uh, this summer I went to two large supermarkets and they were all sold out of grape jelly. And uh, one young lad that was working there, uh, very helpful, had a big smile, and he says, uh, somebody told me they're putting them on Oreos. And I think he meant they were feeding them to Orioles, not putting them on Oreo cookies. But I didn't <laughs> correct him because he just seemed so nice. Yeah. So I'm sure. Yeah. That yeah, might I'm be a sure tasty not... treat too, though, for the for uh, the uh, you know? birding folks, you know. Somebody should try it and report back, see how that is. <laughs> Grape jelly on an Oreo. They, as far as being harmful to uh, Orioles, I, I like to go by scientific things. I love stories, but to, uh, and things like this, there have, there's been no scientific research indicating jelly is harmful, none whatsoever. And when there is, I'll, I'm going to find out about it, I'm sure. One day I thought, boy, maybe I'll just put grapes out for the Orioles instead of grape jelly. The grapes just sat there. They, they didn't really, they looked at them and yeah. Then I put out the grape jelly. Boom, they're all over eating the grape jelly. So they like grape jelly much more than they like grapes. The one thing that I can tell you for sure, there is no worry that an Oriole's teeth will get any cavities from eating grape jelly, so you can wipe that off your worry list. Uh, another listener said, uh, how can I get rid of gnats in the house? Yeah, we get these little, whether uh, fruit flies or uh, fungus gnats, and you get them around sinks, and if you, this time of year where everybody has fruit sitting around, you get all these fruit flies, and so many of us raised fruit flies when we were in school, that was in one of the biology classes, the my, what my wife does, she adds three drops of dish soap to a bowl of vinegar, and she leaves it uncovered, and it lessens the number of fruit flies and gnats. I uh, oh, I don't have a name or an address or city of residence on this, but says I see caterpillars on thistles. What are they? What do they grow up to be? Painted lady butterflies. If you go outside today, at least my yard is filled with painted lady butterflies. They are exquisite, just so beautiful, and they lay their eggs on the leaves of host plants, including Canada thistle, sunflower, and soybean. 
the caterpillars hatch and they form uh, kind of webs by tying the leaves together with silk and they create a protective area for them to feed. And after, oh, probably two to four weeks, they form a chrysalis which hangs from host plants and the butterfly emerges in seven to ten days. So those are painted ladies, young painted ladies. Is a, oh, this was a, a young man. He had, he was walking around the fair with a camera. And it was a pretty nice camera. I would guess he was 11 or 12. And he was taking photos of just, yeah, he was just having a great time taking photos of everything. And he saw a nighthawk flying overhead. And he, he tried to take a picture of it, but he said it, you know, on one he got a tip of a wing, and another one he said it might have been the tail or it could have been the head. He wasn't sure. But he asked, he said, is a nighthawk really a hawk? It is not a raptor, so it's not like a red-tailed hawk, Cooper's hawk, the other hawks we think of. The common nighthawk is a member of the taxonomic order goat suckers, and which would be a great name for a, some sort of athletic team. But these birds were named goat suckers for the mistaken belief that they sucked milk from goats which uh, I'm not sure how that began. I suppose uh, somebody, maybe a neighbor, went over and borrowed the milk from a, a goat. And when he was um, presented with the uh, charge, he said, well, it wasn't me. It was these birds flying overhead. Uh, common nighthawks are crepuscular. That means they hunt on the wing at dawn and dusk. So we all have somebody in our family that's crepuscular, most active at dawn and dusk. And these nighthawks will fly through the air. They open their beaks to reveal these cavernous mouths that take flying insects from the air. They just open their mouth and just, whoom. it's um, like, uh, oh, I used to take, I coached baseball, and I used to take the team to a buffet. And that was how they were. They would just open their mouths, these young players, and just eat anything that got in their way at the buffet. And that's how the nighthawks are. Why are they called nighthawks? And it's because of the way it hawks insects from the air. And the night part of the name isn't truly descriptive, as they don't regularly forage at night. I see them hunting on moonlit nights, and they occasionally forage during the day during stormy weather. And here's some things to look for in the in the well the days ahead here. American goldfinches nesting. They wait until thistles and other plants go to seed and you should start seeing the baby goldfinches in August. Ragweed is shedding pollen and I don't have to tell that to a lot of people that suffer from that uh, have allergic reaction. Uh, white snake root blooms and I have to put in a pitch for goldenrod for a hundred years. Everybody thought goldenrod was the one that was causing hay fever just because it blooms at the same time that ragweed does. But it's uh, ragweed, goldenrod is insect pollinated, ragweed is wind pollinated, which means ragweed fills the air with its seeds. Snowy tree crickets make sleigh bell-like sounds in the evenings, and they're known as nature's thermometer because the rate of their chirping correlates with the temperature. So the formula, you count the number of chirps in 13 seconds, you add 40 to find the temperature in Fahrenheit. 
Uh, common grackles and red-winged blackbirds will begin forming into large flocks. Purple martins will begin the long migration to South America. Japanese beetle adults are skeletonizing the leaves of over 300 plants. They're most active in July and August, although I see them sometimes in late June. They were first found in Minnesota in 1968. I stopped at a garden the other day, and they were just wiping out the rose bushes. It was incredible. Firefly numbers lessen. It's always a sad thing to see fewer fireflies. And Henderson, Minnesota, is having their wonderful hummingbird hurrah on Saturday, August 17th from 9 to 4. Uh, I will be speaking there in the afternoon, but they banned hummingbirds. If I, I know a lot of you, it's hard to wrap a mind around how they can ban these little hummingbirds, but they will have banding demonstrations there. There's also a wonderful hummingbird garden. You know, if you have a cell phone, you can probably get a pretty decent photo of a hummingbird there, which is uh, just amazing to me. So that is, again, that's uh, August 17th, and I hope to see you all there. I um, I want to thank everybody again. Uh, I hope you all stop at the cafe here where the food chain is missing a few links. The special is always the Heimlich Maneuver, and gravy is considered a beverage. And now featuring authentic leftovers with less hair in the food and real cup holders where grease is good and none of the food smells like feet. Well, hardly any. Uh, years ago, my wife and I lived at the edge of a small town named Heartland. Shrews got into our laundry room. That's right, shrews. Who has shrews in their house? Uh, the bats do. The shrews were likely hunting the mice that were part of our laundry room menagerie. Shrews are the smallest Minnesota mammals, but the venomous saliva of the short-tailed shrew aids in subduing larger prey like mice. There's a, a wonderful play of a similar name, but we could not tame the shrews. I've never seen a shrew in the house we live in now. We still have odd things. We have six lawnmowers in a shed. One shed, there's six lawnmowers. Uh, they haven't been reproducing in there, but we still have sex. There was a time when we didn't own a single mower. I need to cull the mower herd, but until then, we're living the American dream. Folks, remember, Heartless, while we're driving past, thanks for listening. Dwayne, welcome here. I hope everybody gets out and does something wild today. Look at a bird. This is going to be the best, best, best August 6th, 2019 that we ever have. You are a treasurer, that is for sure, Al. Thank you for oh. taking time this morning with us. Oh, it was my pleasure. <laughs> um, great meeting you via, yeah. the, via the phone way. Sure. Now, if people do have questions or they want to uh, perhaps uh, share an observation with you, how do they, uh, how do they get information to you? Then probably the easiest way is uh, by email, and it's uh, Alan, A-L-L-E-N-B-A-T-T, at Gmail, A-L-L-E-N-B-A-T-T, at Gmail.com. And I will uh, get back to you, I promise. And perhaps even hear your uh, question or observation as part of the, uh, the weekly chat we have. 
That's right. And, uh, boy, some year we're going to draw for a brand-new Buick, but it probably won't be this year. So let's <laughs> see how that goes. All right. We will let you uh, get to the rest of your day. And, uh, again, thank you. And, uh, and it's wonderful to have you on with us. So, Thank you, Dwayne. Have a wonderful day. You too. That is Al Bat with us, birding with Bat, uh, Tuesdays, 10 o'clock, here on 89.7 The Maverick.